Good day. Thank you for joining us at the Chai Academy. Daily classes, each each class self-encapsulated, so there, there will be no issue if you missed the previous class. You can watch all the classes on Chai Academy, on YouTube, on Spotify, put in either Chai Academy or my name, Rabbi Sachs, Yaakov Sachs, and um, there'll be a, a, a few hundred classes to topics to choose from, etc. So the the um, the short course we're discussing is the six building blocks of human development. So two classes ago, we discussed the concept of identity. Everybody needs an identity. Everybody has to identify with something. Previous class, we discussed liberation, freedom. How each you're not shackled. We're not we're not shackled to our upbringing. Don't have to be. Well, we can become who we want to be. We can take our obstacles and grow with it. Um, it's just a, an incredible, an incredible. Um, Develop, uh, develop, just a develop. Uh, sorry, it's an incredible thing to know that that we're not shackled. We're each independent person can be an independent person. While parents may have a hard time letting go, or children may have a hard time letting go, it's something that must be done. You have to fly the coop. And you have to begin your own identity and your own life. You know, in the in the in the in the Bible, in Genesis, in the Torah, it says that man should leave his parents' house and become one with his wife, which means leave leave the you know you're you're a different person now. You're you're older, and now you have to you have to blaze your own trail. Today, this is all based on the Talmud. So today's today's um, number three of the human development would be, as it says in the Talmud, teaching your children Torah. What we mean by teaching your children Torah, what the Talmud means, is teaching them values, proper values. Um, it, it, it is values what's right, what's wrong. What is um, choosing life? Life is the most important thing. Um, value life. Don't waste time. Um, appreciate what you have, etc. I mean, they go on and on and on and on. And and what has become apparent, by the way, that that values have really nothing to do with wisdom. Absolutely nothing to do with wisdom. Values and wisdom, um, being wise or being educated, is two separate things. So, the the um, you know the the, the one of the Decalogue, the Ten, Ten Commandments. Well, the ten principles, utterances, is um, they, they teach values. They teach values, and this values about connecting with your creator. But there's values interpersonal relationships. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't you know? Don't 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 kill. Don't be jealous. Don't don't kidnap, etc. etc. 
don't bear false witness and these are are it doesn't matter whether you understand it or not it doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not that is a value there's laws of the land you may say i i fundamentally disagree with the red light i don't think it's necessary and i definitely don't think it's necessary at 3 a.m however you take the light if there's a if there's a camera you'll receive a ticket in the mail if you're lucky and um, and if not you, you if you're not if you're unlucky and there's a cop right there he's going to pull you over you can argue 3 a.m all you want it doesn't matter what you think it it, it matters what society thinks and in our case with the decalogue it does and an entire torah by extension it doesn't matter what you think you you can justify killing right the nazis did you can't because there's a value placed on life okay. you can justify stealing well guess what I got it. you can't you can't you can't you can't kill why because the Torah places a value on not taking something that doesn't belong to you and on and on and on and on and on and to prove to you that wisdom has absolutely nothing to do with values is there is a book out there it's called which is I encourage you I mean it's a sad book I don't know if I encourage you to read it it's called the small fry it's written by Lisa Brennan Brenna Brennan I forget jobs basically she is the daughter of Steve Jobs Steve Jobs fought her mother in court not my child not my child not my child and Steve Jobs had all the money in the world I mean Steve Jobs incredible what he did for society right you're watching this perhaps on on a phone on an iPhone which is credit Steve Jobs but he refused child support kept on denying finally he was it was it was proven and he was disproven it was proven that Lisa was his child do you think he stepped up to the plate he didn't he didn't you know it, 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 it's and he's brilliant and and he was I'm, I'm sure he gave charity him I assume you know um, Apple the Apple company but to his, he didn't treat his daughter right he's a genius but he lacked something basic you know I, I think of the I think of the the the, the um, those that met the Nazis that met for the final solution right it was all PhDs or medical doctors these are people that spent years I mean Mengele himself I don't know how many degrees he had anthropology medicine right um, you know there, there was there was the, 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 the psychiatrist of the land Rudin Haid Gross, Lay, I, I remember this. There's, uh, there's so many. I mean, there's, there's hundreds. These people were PhDs, PhDs, and they violated everything they stood for. The doctors violated the Hippocratic oath. The PhDs violated what they violated, and these were brilliant people. But they were so they were bereft of values. They were they had no values. They were immoral people, not to be emulated and not to be uh, held on a, a pedestal. These people were absolutely vile, albeit smart. Right? I forget where they met. 
they met in, in some mansion to talk about the final solution. And um, I don't know if it was Evian or the, 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 I don't remember where it was, but it was all it was all brilliant people, one after the other. And likewise, I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, if you if you think about the shooting that took place in Poway, California, San Diego. I was in San Diego that Passover. It was the last day of Passover. I was only a few miles away. But the shooting was, this guy came into synagogue and he had, I don't, I don't know how many bullets he had, but he started to shoot at, the, at an innocent congregation. He killed Lori Kay. He blew the finger off. Rabbi Goldstein, right? He wounded someone else, and eventually he was caught, not killed, caught, right? When they caught, everybody was baffled because his parents were salt of the earth. His father's, I think, a science teacher. And yet he goes, he goes into a synagogue and starts killing people indiscriminately because they're Jewish. I mean, you know, there's no values. This kid has no values. And and by the way, it's true of Sandy Hook. It's true of, of, of you know, Columbine or other places in Colorado, all Los Angeles, all across the country. It's just, it, it just, it, it's, there's a, there's a break. There's a disconnection between values and, and, and common sense, values and, and, and education. And, and I think I think it's it's um, I think it's 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 very it's very troubling because, um, what is going on? What is going wrong? What is going wrong? So before we get to that, I, I'm I I I'm not disparaging public schools. However, you, there's not one shooter. Ever in the history of the United States that came from a yeshiva with all the yeshiva's faults all the shenanigans that goes on all the um, you know the other problems that they've had and all the other you know the different things that they could improve on um, there's this you know and, and I don't know about other school, private schools. I have no idea about parochial schools, but there's been no, there's been no, no, there's no, there's no killing. There's no killing. Stealing, I think there is. Some of these, some of these guys grow up to be thieves, consummate thieves. But um, that there's no killing. Why is that? Why is that? In general, the question can be asked. You bring up your kid. You send them to public school. They get an education. They, get, they go through high school and then they go to college. What makes somebody become a shooter? Right? And, and um, what, 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 how does, how does it happen? How does it happen? So, in, in, um, in my opinion, in my opinion, is that values are not taught. The kids see values in the house and they have some parents say, do this, do this, don't do that. But values have to be shoved down their throat. Thank you, Don Juan, see ya. Values, it has to be taught, this is right, this is wrong. 
this is this has to be boundaries parents the children have to hear no the children have to hear growing up they have to hear you cannot do this right and and um, and instead of kumbaya you can do everything you want it's very clear if you give your child every single thing that the child asks for and and you spoil your child rotten the child will grow up to be He'll grow up to, to despise you. He'll grow up to, 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 to despise the very people that helped him or her. Because there was a key ingredient missing, and that was no. Now no no is not no is part of love. No doesn't mean I hate you. No means I love you. In fact, it can be completely reversed. Yes could be. I hate you. Yes, could be uh, apathy, right? Um, let's take the the uh, child wants ice cream, and Mama says no. You know why? Because we're eating dinner in half hour. If I if you would have ice cream now, you won't have room for dinner, and that's not responsible on my part or your part. So no, that's not coming from hate. That's coming from love. Likewise, you know, Dad, can I borrow your car? The child is 14, no license, and had been drinking. Yes is not a mitzvah. Yes means you're an idiot, you don't care, you're foolish, you're apathetic, you're evil. I mean, something, it's got to be one of those things. Children have to be taught that there is nothing more precious than life, right? It says in the Torah, choose life. We have to be literally obsessed with life, obsessed with living. Um, we have to be taught that nothing is cherished more by God than kindness, compassion, and 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 um, and and. And and they have to they have to learn the, these values. Help somebody else. Don't hurt somebody else. You may think the child gets it by osmosis, but it doesn't. You have to verbally articulate, and it's responsibilities on the, the family, the parents, and the rest of the family, and on the school. And neither one can shirk. Right. So so it's it's um. It has to be taught. It has to be taught. You know, there, there's this example given about no or about boundaries given, is that there was this um, this playground that was at that was made a soccer soccer field that was made on the top of a mountain, a mountain top. It plateaued, and they made they made they, they they poured chalk and they made it into a a, um, a soccer field. And it was great. The problem is, is that there was no fence put up. There was nothing to stop the ball from going over and down the mountain. There was nothing to stop somebody falling off the mountain to their death. So how do you make this a proper soccer field? Is you put a fence around it. 
Is that fence negative? Or is that fence positive? So the fence is clearly positive. Now you can play and have fun. Before it wasn't safe. And therefore, you couldn't have fun. It's true. You can extrapolate that with everything. Yeah, you, honey, you can't play with a gun. It's not safe. Honey, you can't play with fire. You can't play with a knife. It, right? It's, it's not safe. You're not being a bad parent. You're being a good parent. You're not being a bad principal. You're being a good principal. And, and um, to me, to me, to, 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 to teach a child values, values, right from wrong, is way more important than calculus. Way more important than algebra. And to me. Because it, you could be a genius, you could be a doctor, a PhD, but you can still be a have the have the have the morality of a of a Mengele. So I would like to see values taught. Really taught. In all schools, everywhere. Um, the 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 um, it, it, there's a there's 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 a very interesting piece of Talmud that that says as, as follows that there were these three rabbis or these three people Joseph son of Jacob Rabbi Hillel one of the most famous rabbis and Rabbi Elazar not as famous says these three rabbis says the Talmud taught incredible values to their students he says Hillel Rabbi Hillel was extremely poor. He literally didn't have two nickels to rub together. He didn't have a kopeck, nothing. A ruble, an agura, nothing. A peso. And so he, he, he could have said, listen, the pressures of life. You think I had time to pray to God? You think I had time to study Torah and study morality, study values? I was under so much pressure and stress to bring in money. I was, I was, I, I was, I, I didn't have money for bread. You expect me to, to be able to luxuriate in, in going to hear a, a, a Torah class? But we learn from Rabbi Hillel, and there's a story, stories in the Talmud. Story is Rabbi Hillel, very, very poor. He became the great Rabbi Hillel, but he was somewhat of an unknown, extremely poor. And he went to attend a lecture, a Torah lecture, and there was required to pay. You had to pay. Unlike the Chai Academy, where you don't have to pay. Um, and he said, I don't have the money. They said, well, you don't have the money. You're not coming in. So they didn't let him in. Obviously, it wasn't a wise decision. It was midwinter. Rabbi Hillel wanted to hear Rabbi Shmaya talk. So what did he do? He climbed up on the drain pipe onto the roof. And there was a skylight. And he put his ear to the skylight. 
and he listened to the lecture that way. The problem is it started to snow, says the Talmud. And he was listening and listening, and it was snowing and snowing, and he was listening. Finally, Rabbi Shmael, or Rabbi Avitalia, and those two rabbis, they looked up and they saw an outline of a body. So they ran out, they jumped on the roof, they pulled him down, and they revived him. He was close to death. So here you see a poor person. He was determined, determined to study. Couldn't have the money, he figured out another way. A person should never use that I'm so pressured because of money that I can't be a mensch or I can't study or I, you know, it's, I, since I don't have money, I have to steal. No, Rabbi Hill figured it out. And likewise, it was an obstacle, right? It was a challenge for him. It was a challenge for him. He didn't hit the guard at the door. He didn't do a Will Smith. He, he said, okay, I'm gonna, they told me I have to remain outside, I'll remain outside. Joseph had, the, had another different type of challenge, but we saw that he overcame. Joseph, as it says in the Torah, was incredibly good looking. Right? I don't know who's good looking, I'm trying to think. I know he was the uh, uh, Brad Pitt of his day. I, I have no idea, honestly, I have no idea. But he was very good looking. And because he was good looking, when he was in Egypt, the wife of his master tried to seduce him. And she nearly succeeded because she used to, as it says in the Talmud, she used to wear certain clothing in the morning, certain clothing at night. She used to change frequently and, um, you know, and, and change her perfume. And she used to flirt with him, etc. And she wanted to seduce him. And he says, you know, and, and he came close. But ultimately, he, he tapped into his inner strength and he ran out. And she accused him. She told her husband in revenge that she accused him of attempted rape. And he was put in prison for 12 years. The Me Too movement. But he didn't. He didn't. Torah tells us he didn't. So here was a challenge. He was a good looking guy. Chicks were all over him. His master's wife was literally all over him. And he says, good looking or not, it's immoral. She's my master's wife. She's a married woman. She's et cetera, et cetera. Right? Or I'm not married to her. And, and so a person can never say, well, you know what? I had such lust to do this or that or the other. Or I, had, I have a, a, you know, alcoholic addiction or gambling addiction you know, or, you know, narcotics anonymous you know, or, or, or sex addiction. Right. Joseph had a vice. Uh, Joseph had an issue. But he was he held strong. He kept himself moral. So anybody that you wanna you wanna have an affair, learn from Joseph. You can't. The third fellow that's brought down in the Talmud is Rabbi Eloza. Eloza ben Chersma, I forget his name. But Rabbi Eloza, they say, was extremely wealthy. Said he, had, he owned a thousand villages. Owned. He was a nobleman. A thousand villages. And he had a thousand ships that used to do commerce. 
he every day he went to temple every day he went to the study hall every day he made sure he was with his family so a person can say I'm so busy I've su I run such a big business my goodness I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm I have I'm, I'm Steve Jobs or I'm you know uh, Elon Musk or I'm you know and 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 I have so much so much to do was it, who was it Jack Wells right I have so much to do so so much to do what he taught us is figure it out figure it out he did so whether you're poor test of poverty test of wealth, which in the Talmud says, by the way, test of wealth is even more harsher than the test of poverty. Because when you get wealth, all of a sudden you start seeing, becoming very self-absorbed. And I think it's proven, they, they proved it, that a, a homeless person or a poor person would be quicker to share their, their, their personal pie of pizza that they just bought with another homeless person. Than, 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 a, than somebody who has money who's sitting down eating on the street also, personal pie. Wouldn't share it as easily. So test, test of wealth is harsher. But that, whether you have the test of poverty, test of wealth, test of, of good looks, test of whatever it is, whatever it is, the bottom line is you have to ask yourself, are my morals up to par? Am I fulfilling What's, what's, what's requested of me by God, by society? Do I have proper values? And that is something, is number three, or what the parents. So the, when do values start? When do values start? When do you start teaching your values, child values? So there's a famous, a famous story about a couple she, she, she conceived and she, she was pregnant and her and her husband had a disagreement. They went to the rabbi and they, um, they said to the rabbi, Rabbi, can you settle a dispute? When do we start teaching our child Torah? So he said, my wife says from 18 months that then you can start teaching little bits but I say not before five years. Why bother the kid before five years? So the rabbi said, how many months pregnant are you? So she said, I'm four months pregnant. He goes, then you're four months too late. What the rabbi was saying is, in utero, you have to make sure not to curse in front of your kid, not, 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 not to yell in front of your kid, uh, your, your fetus. You have to make sure that you don't you know, say something, do something that Values begin immediately. Values begin from before your first breath. And that's the job of parents. Parents need to do it. And then it has to be backed up. Backed up, morally backed up by the school district, by the school board, by the teachers and the principal, and the rest of the village. Right? But it starts at home. It starts at home. And that is what, that is what the, the, um, the, that is what they value. That is the third value. That is the third item of human development is you got to teach values. Without of it, we have a doggy, doggy dog world, right? We just have a, a, you know, 
the, the, it would just be a disaster. And perhaps one could argue that someone like Putin, and this, you know, there's a war going on now, you know, is, is, what values does he have? Because if he valued life, he could never bomb indiscriminately. What values did Will Smith have? Because if he had good values, he wouldn't punch somebody. What values did Chris Rock have? Because it wasn't so good either what he did. He never resorted to violence, of course, but what values? We have to ask ourselves, and specifically we have to ask ourselves, our leaders, our actors, our, our, our you know, sports, sports figures, should we follow them? Should we follow them? Or should we not follow him? You know, the, the story of Bertrand Russell, the great ethicist, who was also a mathematician, said loosely, um, he had an affair. So he was asked, how could you have an affair? You're the great ethicist. He goes, I'm also, also a mathematician, but I don't look like a triangle. So it's, a, it's such a poor attempt at, at, at an excuse. But the, the, the it, it's, it's, if you don't, if you don't inculcate values, don't assume that values are going to be absorbed by osmosis automatically. they got to be taught. Parents, backed up by the school. God bless. If you enjoyed this, please share with others. Um, you, can, you can have a review of this class. Go to youtube.com or spotify.com and put in High Academy, and um, you'll have this class and many, many others. Be well. Feedback is important and appreciated.